welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and rating and reviewing and your emails. I really love getting those, so I want to say that up front here. We are headed into the holiday season, and I have some good podcasts coming up for you. But at some point, I know also I'll take a, a break of a week or two just to give myself some downtime. So please expect that. This interview is with one of my favorite artists. I am a big fan of using art as part of psychotherapy, as part of reducing anxiety. You know, there's been times in my life when my anxiety has just gone off the scale. I am an anxiety specialist, partly because I know what it's like and I know how hard it is to manage it sometimes when a crisis happens and it's just there all the time and you're having all those symptoms. And art has really helped me through those moments, through those crisis moments. It's such a calming activity. I do consider it a form of self-hypnosis and a certain state that you go into when you make art, you have to focus on something. You don't have to, but you're choosing. You're choosing to focus on something and focus your mind and get really detailed. And it tends to take over, thank God, because it takes over that anxiety process. It really does. So when I asked Tam Laporte to be on the podcast and, she, and talk about art. And she said, yes, I was just thrilled. I was like, I love this podcast so much. <laughs> it gives me access to people who normally I wouldn't be able to talk to. And I really love that part of podcasting. I didn't know that she had a background in hypnosis and hypnotherapy either before we jumped into the interview. So that was quite a surprise. You're going to hear about that. You're going to hear about how she uses psychological concepts in her art courses. In her art courses are online. She also runs in-person retreats. How I discovered her was actually through online art courses. And she runs an amazing art course called Lifebook. She's going to talk about that. We're going to hear about that and also her upcoming book in print that's coming out. All wonderful things. On the practical side, I also ask her how moms can make time for art in their lives. This is a question that comes up in my practice over and over. I don't have time. I have little kids at home. How do I do this? And her answer really surprised me, actually. I've never heard this perspective of it, and I really, really loved it. So I hope you enjoy that part of the interview. I do want to say that normally I have more of a formal start to an interview. I say, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast, blah, blah, blah. And this one has more of an informal start. We jumped in and before we knew it, we were like waist deep <laughs> in the interview. So please forgive the beginning a little bit. Thank you so much for doing the interview. I really appreciate it. No worries. I'm excited. <laughs> Great. I am too. I have so many questions that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Have you had hypnosis yourself? Well, it's funny you asked because I was looking at your side. I am myself trained as a hypnotherapist as well. You are. Oh my gosh. I yeah. didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I haven't, I'm not practicing, but, um, it, I did a year long course actually, but it was monthly weekends with a, a local well, in London here uh, with a 
a person who runs something called Quest Institute. Uh-huh. Pretty serious, yeah, pretty serious in, and interesting guy. And so for a long time, that was something I wanted to do, be a hypnotherapist full-time and also NLP practitioner. Like I said, uh-huh. they combined NLP with it. So, yeah, so I practiced some hypnotherapy and have been interviewed, um, not interviewed, uh, sorry, I have been interviewed a lot, but uh, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I have been hypnotized or, attempt, you know, someone... Uh, doing several hip- hypnotizing exercise, I suppose, uh-huh. with me. I haven't formally seen a hypnotherapist myself for, let's say, an issue, mm-hmm. but I have been practiced on, right, during uh-huh. my training. Yeah, so, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So your first experience with hypnosis was then during your training, like being practiced no, on? You know what? I say this and I'm suddenly thinking, hang on, no, no, that's not true. Um, I did see a hypnotherapist or a therapist that uses, used hypnosis. He wasn't just a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, actually, when, when I was 16. So I did actually experience hypnosis or, or a version thereof because I always thought when I was young that I couldn't be hypnotized and I didn't understand what it was. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so I have actually, sorry, I have experiences in the form of client therapist type thing uh-huh. when I was quite when I was in my teens. Yeah. Yeah. Very sorry. interesting. Yeah. And do you mind sharing what it was for and your experience of it? Okay. What was going on for me? Um, I think I was having sort of depressive uh, periods, uh, mm-hmm. just depression, really. Yeah. And I've you know, all sorts of stuff going through in my life. But uh, at that point, I think I was seeing him for depression. I was bullied as a child. So we were looking at, we did timeline regression quite a bit. So mm-hmm. he would regress back and would try and get me to. Uh, have my adult self give something in the memory, you know, to the younger child, this sort of stuff. So, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. I think my first experience of you as an art teacher was through the FACES course that Jane Davenport ran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you um, did, I think your lesson was the inner child. That course was radiant. It was actually hosted by Effie Wilde, but Jane also read, you had a, had a, uh, also guest t- taught on that one yeah that's correct yes, the inner child one. Yeah, that's it yeah. radiant yes and yeah. the inner child one which yeah. really affected me deeply when I did wow. it I, oh wow yes I couldn't make her look happy like, uh, no matter how hard I tried yeah 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 <laughs> and at some I kept erasing the eyebrows and redoing them and erasing the eye and then finally I was like uh-huh. maybe she's not happy like this yeah. is it this is how it is this is how it has to come out yeah. And that was uh, before I was even doing inner child hypnosis stuff. Like oh, later, wow. yeah. I got trained in doing inner child hypnosis. And that's actually a, a piece of my practice that I really love doing. Wow, that is so cool. Yes. That's so cool to, yeah, that, that you had that to hear from me that uh, you kind of came to for the art. And then there was that sort of yeah therapeutic element there as well. And that that then fed into or is related to something you're doing now. That's so cool. Oh, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's, I, I don't frame a lot of my art, like hardly ever, mm. but mm. Um, she's actually hanging in my bedroom as a wow. reminder because yeah. she's holding a little book, which I was an avid reader. I still am, but particularly as a child, it was a huge escape for me. Yeah. So she's holding a little book that says, um, take good care of me. Oh. So it's, it's a really beautiful Wonderful. reminder. Beautiful. Very yeah. meaningful. Wow, that touched me. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yes. Right. <laughs> nice. Oh, 
Yeah, I feel really moved. I've just come back. I'll share this with you. I've just come back from a week of uh, in Poland on a retreat. And uh, the retreat was um, family constellations, combining family constellations. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, have you heard? And, and nonviolent communication, MVC, uh-huh. and neur- neurobiology, so brain Whoa. stuff. And it was such an incredible week. It's uh, my background. Another thing that I'm really passionate about is MVC, nonviolent communication mm-hmm. and empathy, right? Self-empathy, self-connection, all that sort of stuff. And so um, family constellations was a new thing for me. And so um, combining the three things and the lady that ran it, it's called Sarah Payton, was is very, very gifted at sort of supporting people through these constellation like healing sequences almost, I would mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. So I'm really currently really kind of connected to um, yeah any kind of stories around what you're just sharing about inner child stuff and because we worked a lot as well with like what happened to us as children because you know trauma she's a trauma focused as well mm-hmm. so she looks at trauma and uh, how, how certain traumatic experiences are not integrated properly they will still be impacting us now or you know, messing up our lives now possibly yes. so it's interesting yeah it's interesting that you're sharing what you're sharing and it feels connected to what i've experienced last week <laughs> yeah yeah fascinating so yeah, that I see like on your Twitter and your email newsletter, you know, all these forms of communication, your Facebook page that you do quite a bit of psychologically minded workshops. So Mm. when you're doing that, are you planning, thinking of how to use this in terms of the art and teaching art? Are you going Mm. into it like purely for your own psychological benefit? It's a it's a mix, really. I mean, the the reason I went to the retreat last week that was purely for my own. I'm still working on my own personal, you know, healing, really. Mm-hmm. And um, but the in, instantly when I sent out a newsletter, there was already some in there that I that was resonating with me on the course that I thought this is something my guys might respond to or find helpful. And the thing about what I do with the teaching online is I have to be careful because I can't go too deep really, right? Because we're just online and I'm not really able to hold everyone. So what I can't really do is provide really deep, intense work that might like stir up stuff that someone literally needs a, like a professional medical person to help them with. So Mm -hmm. I'm, when I share the things I share, uh, or, or the, the the therapeutic approaches that I have, I'm careful with saying to people to try this on a you know on something that isn't too emotionally loaded first. Just get a feel for if this works for you or not, and that it doesn't pull you into a I don't know a deeper something that I can't then support you with, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm also really careful. I'm also really careful saying that the whatever I offer is not meant to replace any kind of therapeutic thing that they're going through already or having support because I really what I want to be careful with is basically not sort of opening up all sorts of doors that people might not be expecting or mm-hmm. not be ready for and then I can't uh, necessarily support them so so I go on these courses to mostly to help myself mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like and and then but but some of what I learned will be comes back into the work I do sometimes very consciously and uh, deliberately and sometimes just subconsciously or I'm just sharing oh and then I blah 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 and that seems to help people as it is anyway does that make sense yes it does <laughs> yeah I mean it, it, yeah. it's integrated like you're doing it for yeah. your own personal benefit but 
at some yeah. point I have the same experience. It's like, oh my gosh, I would love to share this. Like maybe this will help somebody or, you know, maybe mm. this will do that. And you're mm. seeing uh, some of that is measured for you out of a, yeah. an ethical responsibility. Yeah. Like, okay, make sure you're supported if you want to do this work and, yeah. Yeah. and that type of thing. When did you start combining the art and the, the psychological work? Yeah, that uh, was very early on already, actually. It's the very first course that I ran, which is World of Whimsy. <laughs> you wouldn't think I'd have a healing component to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically, see, my background all the way back has always uh, been like I was either going to be focused on art mostly mm-hmm. or I was going to be I studied psychology, n- didn't finish uh, at university, but I attempted my, you know, like mm-hmm. a degree in psychology. I Again, I trained as a hypnotherapist and I wanted to I considered for a while going into social, being a social worker. So there was a therapeutic uh, element to, I wanted to help support people become happier beings, uh, partially because I was obviously myself struggling and I sort of so dipped my toe into all mm-hmm. the being therapized myself and then thinking, this is great. I want to bring this sort of stuff to the world. And then, so I swung a bit, but the pendulum went art, um, therapy art and therapy and then all of a sudden poof, they collapsed together uh-huh. if you will they came together <laughs> and I was like hang on this is the art is therapeutic so there yes. was that kind of oh hang on a second I can this is brilliant this I can bring it together and I can do but the two things that I'm really passionate about which is one is I would love the world to be in a better state that it's in mm-hmm. and I think we do that by helping the individuals you know that have wounds and are in pain if they can heal themselves then they can become a better better resource to help to improve the world right and we can make better decisions really for ourselves our families and the world and um and I got off topic now uh, and the creative side as well so <laughs> yeah. I was like ah I feel really passionate. Oh, the two passions. Yeah, I'm passionate about that. And then through creativity, what I love about creativity is that it can really connect you with parts of yourself that you can't necessarily always do, let's say, through talking therapy or through something, whatever you're walking in nature. So it gives you like this separate access, you know, like a different type of access to yourself maybe right brain, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but it, it's it's sort of like a, a, a great tool to communicate with self that you might not be able to do through just either thinking or talking or whatever other ways we might do that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. I see that. Absolutely. It is a different pathway. Like I, mm. I've said before, like art is its own form of hypnosis. It's really trance. Right? Yeah. Like it's its own form of trance that you go into and often mm. the unconscious does come up in the mm. art, whether you want it to or not sometimes, right? <laughs> like it's there. Absolutely. I mean, it's really, I mean, what I absolutely love about the creative process, but like you say, is if you pay attention, there's all sorts of things that come up that you think, what? Oh my God, that is the, and this is the, and it's reflecting, it's like mirroring your stuff in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where you find yourself afraid on the page is often where you find yourself afraid in life. Mm-hmm. So it like shows you a lot about yourself. And then when you, some people can work through the fear on the page and then they see that reflected in life again. It's like a miraculous kind of process sometimes. It can yes. also just be, oh, I'd like to make a pretty looking face. That's the, I'm not saying that it's only yeah. you know, therapeutic, mm-hmm. but I find that if you're allowing and paying attention, noticing things, that suddenly there's all sorts of like 
mystical or mysterious messages everywhere and you can learn so much from creating and what who you are and what's happening for you and what are your what is your inner critic even about you know you can start to wonder because there are so many there's a lot of resistance happening when we do art as well and you can explore that you see so there's really cool ways of sort of mm, reflecting on yourself and then if you're able or you have someone that can guide you on how to compassionately respond to yourself Mm -hmm. it can be a really beautiful way of uh, growing and healing I think yes I yeah I completely agree that there is resistance the inner critic like all these different pieces that they can choose to look at that stuff like Mm. you're right they they could choose just to make a pretty face or I don't know, draw a dog, you're sitting next to your kid at mm. dinner and trying mm. to entertain them at a restaurant, you're just going to draw a dog, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> right. At that moment, you might not be like uh, yeah, unraveling deeply. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you don't. Depends what the dog's doing in the drawing, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you can choose to mm. do some deeper work with it in mm. – I think that is often where that that trance or hypnotic state comes up. Let me put myself into that state consciously. Let me let that flow happen and see what comes up. And often, you know, the other thing that I love is when, particularly when people start to do work that I do, what I mean by that is the imagery. When you use sort of imagery that isn't uh, lifelike or realistic. So my stuff is quite... Um, magic, but I mean magical, non-realistic. So I might have a, a girl with an elephant that stands on two legs, right? Or mm-hmm. and it's wearing a fish on its head, or something. I don't know. Like it's basically non-realistic. And when you give yourself permission to go, I'm going to play with imagery that isn't just a, let's say, landscape or house or a realistic portrait of someone. There is all this kind of funny stuff going on because then you can ask yourself, why did I want a fish? On the heads, uh, the elephant of the, you know, the head of the elephant. (laughs) People might be like, what did you smoke? (laughs) 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 Yes. Or you could say, I didn't smoke anything. And suddenly you go, why, this is interesting. I could just explore this. And basically self-inquiry. You know, you can just explore because I use a lot of imagery and symbolism and um, because of the courses I run, I also run a course called Ever After, which is about style development. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. So I was really looking into why do I draw this? And why do I always come back to the girls or the animals or the this or the stars or the blah, blah, blah. And it opened up this like really awesome, again, like opportunity to kind of explore and really go deeply, get connected to myself deeply on, well, what is this about? Why are you doing this all the time? You know, for me, the, the realization around the, the imagery I use is where I draw and paint girls usually accompanied by an animal of some sorts, mm-hmm. and it's all very kind of innocent and magical and sweet. And I realized that I'm constantly trying to recreate my childhood in these paintings. Mm. You know, so and that is a beautiful thing to know and and has this sort of a sadness and a sweetness about it. But also it's like a I don't know, it was a beautiful realization and something I could use in, you know, in in sort of um, healing kind of whatever threads that I wanted to undertake in my life. Like, for instance, in the week in Poland, this lady, because I was, I sketched while I'm on courses, mm-hmm. <laughs> this lady then worked with me and she, and I was doing a work, uh, like a thing with her about a three-year-old, my three-year-old self. She was trying to get me to 
say something as the adult to the child, similar again to what we do in hypnotherapy. I likened it to hypnotherapy. I said, well, this is sort of timeline regression. The child was feeling resistant towards the older me because I can also be dismissive of the inner child. So then she went, right, can we find a safe space for the child? Can we put her in these beautiful paintings that you make? Can she feel safe there? And I was like in tears because this woman did not know. Oh, she didn't know. She did not know. (laughs) It's like your whole life is devoted to this. Right? Exactly. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, how? And she, you know, and like I said, I mean, okay, you could assume it. Obviously, you can make all sorts of assumptions, but it was a magical moment where she like resonated or got that that was just a world of a safe world that I keep creating, right? And yes. um, sort of somehow healing for me to keep making these paintings. Yes. <laughs> and so then for her to affirm that almost, they put the three year old in the beautiful paintings or the safe world of the paintings now will she be able to accept the loving response from the older tam it was beautiful Mm. and deep work but anyway my point is that you know that these um yeah these paintings can again doesn't have to for people but Mm -hmm. can be really amazing to explore yourself and find and find answers or find healing growth uh, development of all sorts uh, yes well i would imagine too that over time you develop your own personal symbols. So let's say it's it's the little elephant for you or one of the other little creatures, and that may be something different for somebody else. Well, like this represents absolutely. this for them. You know, absolutely. And that's many oh, that's what I always encourage people to do. Like um I mean like for a while they might like to mimic what I do if I teach them that an elephant, but but let's say in the, the <laughs> talk about the elephant, there's a free a free course that I'm currently like giving out to people. Um and that has an elephant in it. That's why I it teach <laughs> <laughs> elephant's <laughs> always a good symbol right? yeah yeah exactly and I mean and I think on that course I can't remember exactly what I say but I say look choose an animal that you relate to and I think it represents I can't remember maybe going into the new year or I don't know what mm-hmm. we're doing specifically and so I people choose all sorts of other animals you know and and mm-hmm. they put it in they put them in their own positions but it depends a little bit on how uh, new people are to this work and how deep they want to go because and again on my courses they get a option to to explore the personal development stuff or let it be, you know, some people just come and I just want to know how to make this elephant. That's it. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They went the technicals. Yeah, exactly. But the funny people, the funny thing is that the people that say that they, um, don't want to do the, the personal development stuff. They go, oh, oh, whatever. They're a bit resistant. Once in a while, they'll say, I see on Facebook, they'll say, I was really resistant towards it. And then I did this one exercise and oh my God, it blew me away. And I'm like, so like, it's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're really pleased that they tried it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. At, at some point, it, it's sometimes a sense of the art takes over. Mm, right? The art yeah. takes over the person, no matter yeah. how much you don't want it to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It will guide you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you don't want it to. For the listeners who don't know, could you describe what Lifebook is to them? And also very interested about how you came up with this. How did that evolve for you? Yeah. So Lifebook was um, first, well, born, if you want to call it that, in 2011, when it was actually after I had run a free course um, called Art, Heart and Healing. And the Art, Heart and Healing came to be um, because I had an email, I received an email from someone who said, "Um, my daughter is really depressed. We, I would love her to come on your courses. I think it really would help her. And she painted this picture of this poor woman sitting in, sitting in an attic somewhere, really depressed. That she was really mm. writing in depth about her daughter. And uh, she said, "Well, we we are unable to afford your course." So. Um, you know anyway she just shared it mm-hmm. and I felt so touched and I thought wow 
Now, of course, what can I do to provide something for someone like that girl without obviously depleting myself completely? Because I can obviously try and give everything away for free, but then I get depleted and then it won't yes. be yeah. official. So then I thought, well, what if I ran a free course, but in return, I just say to everyone and ask everyone, this course is for free, but my request is that you advertise and promote or share this course on your social media and wherever else. So then I felt like, okay, it's a, it's a kind of a, uh, maybe that way I get like energy exchange that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I made that course in 2010 and um, for free. So for free, so that people that couldn't afford it could still have some version of access to some kind of creative therapeutic something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, and that, was went so well like it's now been joined by six thousand people over the years right so it's like massive wow. and it's kind of like out of date now i want to redo it because my own skill and art has improved since then but it's still people still love like doing it mm -hmm. it was so successful in the sense that it really helped people that i thought wow would could there be like another type of course that uh, would provide like a library of creative techniques but also therapeutic approaches mm -hmm. and not just from me i thought if we get like a group of people together that will have different approaches right so i love mm -hmm. the idea of having artists that and i would give them themes so what we do on live book is we give people themes every month there is let's say and they're quite broad so the first month might be honoring and grounding mm -hmm. and the next month might be i don't know being in the now so they're quite broad but they still have a flavor of personal development and then the teachers that i've invited so every year we get about 22 um, mixed media artists mm -hmm. on board now 2018 is actually a slightly different year because we've also included another um 12 no 22 yeah 10 or so people that have more of a focus on an actual personal development discipline oh. so it's new, it's, a new, it's quite cool yeah it's a new year but um and then basically people would um do an, a creative activity teach it how to paint a specific thing in their style and would include something meaningful around the area of personal development slash healing so some of the teachers were you know would go like again quite light and others would quite go quite deeply so if Effie Wilde, for instance, is someone who's constantly doing, she calls it meets herself on the page uh -huh. in the journal. So for her, it's really about deep inquiry and the art is almost, not quite, but almost secondary. And yes. then there are other people who the art is the main focus. And let's say they, they lightly touch on, wow, what can we do to celebrate our lives or something like that? So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, the focus is then more, the emphasis is more on the art. But my idea was, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a year long course that had just a wealth of both creative mixed media and, uh, art tips and hints and techniques and, and proper lessons whereby you would finish a painting, right? Mm -hmm. While also at the same time having a variety of kind of self-loving, um, personal development, healing type exercises available as well, mixed in and intermingled with uh, art and creativity. And so the idea was that people could join for a year, make beautiful pages that had meaning, not, not the without you know healing there is no meaning i don't mean that but something more slightly more like you're describing with the inner child you know that painting that yes. the book was special something about it being 
it's slightly more about your personal something rather than it being, well, I made a painting about a dog. That's it. Yes. But more like, wow, it's meaningful one way or another. And then combining that, all these pages into a book by the end of the year, um, and then the, um, binding that in and then having a quote-unquote life book for that year. And so you have the treasure or the you know the, the book to look back on and remember, wow, I went through this and I processed this and I, made, I learned how to do a face or I learned did a quirky bird uh-huh. and celebrated my cool personality traits. Or, and this month I looked at how to work through or change my limiting belief into a liberating belief. And I, or I, I focused on my word of the year and, oh, yeah, I've achieved this so it's a yeah that's that was the idea and uh and that's what we've been doing for the last seven years beautiful okay so then the name really makes sense to me now it's like that is the life life book for that year yes and and you can you know you keep it all together as a keepsake and yeah and and it's an honoring of your work as well so kind of like a sacred ritual depending on the person like for me it's very sacred and um, meaningful to make these pages and work through stuff and you know find some growth yes and then, and then keeping that together in a book to me is a very sacred sort of special thing and then like I said some people come on the course and they just simply want to learn how to create the art which is also completely fine there's no must or shoulds or anything yeah. so but it's just it really depends on how the person that comes on the course wants to wants to utilize what they've learned that's mm-hmm. it okay. yeah Wonderful. <laughs> How many people have done the life book now? It's like 36,000. Is it more than that? No, no. That's, <laughs> I wish that many. That's my newsletter subscribers. I oh. think you that <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. No, but it's an incredible number. I remember looking at yeah, yeah, it and yeah, thinking, sorry. In oh total, my gosh. No, yeah. Over all the years, we have about 16,500 people joined 16 us. 16,500. Yeah. 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 Okay. Still, still yeah. a good number. Yeah, it is. About <laughs> <laughs> <Not> 37. Okay. <laughs> In a year or two, it'll be doubled. <laughs> there you yeah. go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let me ask you, I know you're a mother, and mm. how old are your – you have two boys, right? Yeah. How old are they? Eight and about to be six in November. Eight and six. Okay, so I run into this question all the time from mothers. I work a lot with mothers. Some of them are stay-at-home moms. Some of them are professionals. But over and over, it's this question of how do I find time for XYZ? And often that is art because I, Mm -hmm. I often do recommend drawing and art in my practice with people in terms of... Mm-hmm. Um, not just the accessing deeper parts of themselves and creativity, but also as a method of bringing down anxiety, sometimes mm-hmm. as a method of coming out of depression. So it's an integral part of my practice. But I do get the question, like, how do I do that with small kids at home? So would you have mm-hmm. any advice for them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... um I was talking to someone earlier today, actually, we discussed this uh, similar question. Um, One of the things that is I'm really lucky um, about with uh, because uh, because of (laughs) is that I have support. So my husband is a stay at home dad. Effectively, he also works with me at the in the in the business. But um, if there is any time in the day, so if you have like a let's say a a one and a three-year-old, I have to say, obviously, it's much harder that if they don't go to, let's say, nursery or something, then if they're just always around, it's pretty 
it can be quite hard to carve out the time. Mm -hmm. But I also, and so, so there's a practical element of, well, how much time is there, et cetera, right? So there's a, yes. there's a literal sort of carving out time of, literally looking at practical time availability. So there's one thing. But the other thing I would encourage people to do is to look at the mindset you have around time for yourself. So if you have a sort of a story around, oh, no, no, I shouldn't, it's frivolous, or um, I have to first do the, the thousand and one other things before I'm allowed, quote unquote, any time for myself. This This mindset is often in the way of you know of people actually carving out the time so there's two things the practical thing of is there time available because i don't know if there is but if there is and you find yourself um kind of telling yourself the the art making is is a selfish thing people have this story of it's selfish if i take rest or mm. if i do something for myself i'm i'm a selfish person or it's frivolous or i should be doing the dishes or i should actually be did it mm -hmm. That mindset, I would encourage people to look at if that's there in the way and look at the benefits to everyone in your, your life that they will also experience if you have time, even just half an hour a day or whatever you can find, because it's like that analogy on the plane, right? When they say, if the if there's turbulence and the, the masks fall down, help mm -hmm. yourself first before you help your child, because... Mm -hmm. If you, if you don't have the oxygen, you actually can't help other people. So I feel that analogy applies to finding out, finding time for yourself, also allowing, giving yourself that permission so that if, because if you can be replenished and if you can be um, relaxed and calm and have stress relief in that time of half an hour of doing some art, mm -hmm. then that will have a direct positive impact on how you relate to your children, how you relate to your husband, how you maybe whatever take on anything else in life. So part of me, you know, wants to always encourage people to look at mindset around, is there anything blocking you from feeling that it's okay to do that? Mm. And then the other thing I wanted to share <laughs> is about Covey's matrix of priority. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Okay. It's a cool, it's a really cool kind of, um, matrix that he wrote and it's Covey is spelled C-O-V-E-Y. If you search Covey matrix, you'll find some more information about it. The guy, oh, is it like know? Stephen Covey? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. really big in the um, yeah business world and like the nineties and two thousands. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Him. And he wrote a book. I can't remember exactly what the book's called, but the only the thing I uh, love sharing is about the basically the priority matrix that he talks about, and that is people when they have tasks and think they, things they want to do in life, put them as such. So you have four, four different labels. One is urgent and important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Urgent, but not important. Mm -hmm. Important, but not urgent. And I'll give an example of that one. Important and not urgent are things like exercising and doing art for yourself on your own. Mm -hmm. Because exercising and making art are never urgent, right? Mm -hmm. Unless someone is shouting at you or saying, hey, the art must be made right now. Right. Where is the <laughs> yeah, art? You're in a deadline. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're in a deadline, right? Yeah. Or no one will say to you, you must exercise in this moment right now or X, Y, Z will happen. Right. What happens and what happens in life is most people will do the tasks that are urgent and important mm -hmm. first, right? Because the urgent and important is, oh my God, I don't know, the email, the deadline, the email and the deadline, and this has to happen and this has to happen because if you don't, then X, Y, Z happens. Mm -hmm. So these are what we spend a lot of our time with and the and the, the, the things that get left behind 
are the important but not urgent stuff. And um, we often run our lives by, I do this thing, I gave this example about my exercising routine. So my exercising, my approach to exercise was like this, okay? I would go, okay, I'll do all these emails first, then I'll do all this deadline stuff, then I'll do X, Y, Z, then I'll do that. And if there's time left over, I will do the exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, right, right, you know how that went, <laughs> yes. right? So never I never, <laughs> no, I never did any exercise. Then I started looking at this Kobe thing and I seriously went, wow, exercise is important, but not urgent. And I'm just not never literally making the time for it. So I started changing my mind about it. And I went, right, this is so important because if I don't exercise, I might develop an illness or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to some one way or another. Now, it's not always easy. I know that, again, you know, I might say this to people and they go, but I still can't do it. Uh, you might have to juggle stuff and say, okay, to your husband, look, can you just be, I don't know, or can I even hire a, a person for mm-hmm. half an hour, an hour to look after my children so that I can prioritize this even though it's not urgent? Yeah. And I did that. I will say I am a successful, uh-huh. <laughs> a success case on this one because um, at the same time when I discovered that, I bought myself a treadmill. This is five years ago. Brought myself a treadmill and put it in the garage. And, and I said every day, I said, I don't care how many people are shouting at me and deadline and la, 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 la. I will use 40 minutes on which I will, you know, walk on my treadmill because it is important. I know it's not urgent, but it's so important. Otherwise, other problems can happen in the future. And I'm still, um, since that day, I think I now do, my aim is to do um, five times 40 minutes, just walking by that, I'm not running. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some sort of insanely fit person that's, I wish, I'm walking, but fast walking, fairly fast, good, mm-hmm. good, healthy walking. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> you know, my aim is to do it five days a week, walking on 40 minutes on the treadmill, and I'm doing pretty much 70% or so, 60 to 70%, and that is a lot more than I did before I had made that agreement with myself. You see what I'm yes. saying? Yes, yes. Like the the emphasis, the the conscious decision making around, right, this is important. I know not urgent, but it is important. So I'm going to have to consciously make the decision rather than just responding to whoever's shouting at me or which email is more, sounds more threatening or something, you know, like, yes. it's, a, it's Well, I'm hearing of, too, yeah. it's, it, I mean, similar to exercising, the goal is not immediate, the result is not immediate, but it's this, this long-term result. I mean, yeah. sometimes it is immediate. Like I exercise, I feel better. I yell at my kids less, right? Like yeah. that's immediate. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the same yeah, for art. It's like, okay, the the goal is like long-term, let's say feeling better about yourself and and taking that time and feeling like you have time to be creative and fulfill that part of yourself as mm. well as immediate. Like, okay, I got that time, so now... I can be more present for my kids. I'm not constantly thinking I'd really rather be off drawing, right? (laughs) I'd really rather be off doing this or that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like for me, yeah, it's like for me, there's three sort of elements to it. One is, the practical kind of, okay, literally, is there time available? Because we might want to, but if it's just not doable, okay, then, okay, you could maybe if you look at, well, how can I make a time available, right? But then there's the mindset around, is this too selfish in my head, looking at that? And then if that isn't really there, actually prioritize it consciously and purposefully rather than just, oh, there's a bit of space now, I'll grab it. No, no, no. Every day at one, mm-hmm. I will do this, uh, you know, come high hell or high water, whatever, ish, ish. I have to be that strict. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And I see an important part of that too in finding the time is mm-hmm. – changing that mindset Mm -hmm. from this is selfish 
or frivolous to mm-hmm. really modeling that for your kids. Like, no, everybody needs time. Everybody needs time in the day to be creative and, you know, even involving them in it is what I say. Like, look what yeah. mommy drew today or look what she I did like today. Yeah. Or, and yeah. when they get old enough, do you want to sit beside me and do your own? Yeah. You know, it de- yeah. depends on the mom. Like sometimes that gets yeah. really unmanageable <laughs> for some moms. You know, yeah, when yeah, your yeah, other moms yeah. is lovely, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember there's yeah. a day that when my kids were little, they're older now, they're 16 and 11. Oh, but wow. I said, I set them up with finger paints on the sliding glass door. Mm, and, nice. Yeah, right. It was nice. I and, love that. You know, yeah, and other daughter, people would have been like, ah. Exactly. Yeah. And I had a friend who said, that's what preschool's for, right? Like, yeah. no way yeah. am I handling paint all over my yeah. kitchen. But yeah. for me, it's like the, the, the trade off. Was yeah. important enough for me. Yeah, like yeah. she was entertained with finger paint. She can paint her whole body. I'll hose her down afterwards. It's totally fine yeah. with me because yeah. I get thirty minutes over here. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. side by okay. side to do my own stuff. Yeah. No, I'd be, I love that. I'd die. I love that you did that. (laughs) Right. But it's changing that mindset too. This is important. Mom is important. Art is important. Yeah. And really developing that in our kids, like modeling it for them. Modeling, absolutely modeling. And also again, that the, this, to to, to tell yourself that um, this is also beneficial to other people. It really is. Like I find that, um, when you can calm down, like I've been away for that week in Poland and I've come back so much more refreshed and calmer and able to be present to people, not shout, you know, like not be snappy because mm-hmm. I've had some, a week for my, and that's a lot, that's obviously a lot more than uh, I'm suggesting here, but I'm noticing the ac- acutely the difference in how I'm so high strung, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, before I left, I, I was just fe- feeling quite burned out and hot and stressed. And so my responses to people were shorter and not as compassionate and not as pr- patient. And now I've been away for a week and feel like I've really been tended to emotionally. And I come back and I'm able to be like my children are, are fighting and I can go sit with them and go, wow, what's happening? Hey, you know, rather than, mm-hmm. stop, you go, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So because, you know, because <laughs> right. I've been nourished, <laughs> I've nourished so i'm more helpful to others and it's not the only reason like even if you weren't helpful to others it's still needed and okay to look after yourself you know Mm -hmm. you yourself are as needed if valuable and deserving quote-unquote of peace and calm and joy and quiet and you know like so there's 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 an absolute Mm, no kind of question for me that it's important that people look after themselves regardless of the positive impact on others Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying do it only for that reason but i'm very aware of the fact that it also has a very positive impact impact on others you know so that's another kind of extra way of looking at it if you will yes absolutely so we are coming close to the end of our time here, and I want to make sure that people know about the book that you have coming out. Oh, thank so you. there's Life Course that we talked about, and <laughs> I definitely will put the link to that in the show notes for everybody, how you can sign up. Those are online art courses, a yeah. year-long art course with all kinds yeah. of different artists. But there's yeah. you also have a print book coming out. Yeah, yeah, that is so exciting. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> What's the name yeah. of it? When does it come out? 
yeah, yeah. Well, it's called Create Your Life Book. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so it's actually, yeah, so it's based on the year-long course that we discussed earlier, and it's um, it has over 22 projects, uh, but some of the most po popular projects in it. And every every um, um, project has a personal development exercise attached to it. So the book in specific, I wanted to be um, very, with the emphasis, like I said, that some of the teachers don't have such an, a major emphasis on the personal development, mm -hmm. healing stuff, but the book is basically every chapter has something personal development-esque <laughs> related mm -hmm. to it. So for instance, I, t I show you how you create a quirky bird, but the uh, quirky, <laughs> quirky birds are one mm -hmm. of my characters that I do. Yeah, and, I've actually yeah, taken the quirky yeah. bird. Oh, okay, okay. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's good. And so on this, uh, in this exercise, what we're doing is we're sort of looking at the the quirks of ourselves and celebrating them rather than dismissing them. You see, mm -hmm. so it's a fairly light yet still something that can touch on, wow, I'm actually sometimes in pain about this, but here we're embodying it in a quirky bird. And so we're celebrating and accepting. It's working around acceptance of self. So that's an example. And then there's also exercise in there around how to transform limiting beliefs into liberating beliefs. There is, um, we're doing sort of manifestation slash goal setting in a beautiful dream board type collage and it's so like lots of lo lovely kind of self-affirming self-loving self-compassionate oh that's what i was going to say inner critic we work on the inner critic uh, messages that kind of thing and oh. creative block so all of it yes. is like they're basically yeah. personal and creative challenges uh, how to work through those are covered in the book as well as demonstrating how to create certain types of paintings a variety of different kinds of techniques and styles so and it's got six uh, guest teachers in there as well so i hope that people love it <laughs> that's the wonderful i know i pre-ordered it but when does it actually yeah january it so february? it's probably coming out january 4th i think yeah january yeah okay wonderful and of course yeah. i'll have the link to that too Please tell people how to find you if they want to sign up for your course or get the book. If they want to find me, you can come to www.willowing.org. And I also have a free class available for people who might like to try out what I do. So if they come to this site and they um, come to the go to the shop and choose the Happy Traveler course, that's a free. It's not currently free on you know like listed there but if you use the discount code or the coupon code happy happy <laughs> or one word happy happy <laughs> then you get like a hundred percent off and then you can add it to your cart and then it's your free free course so it's the happy traveler and then you're going to get a bit of a feel and so the book can be ordered pre-ordered currently on amazon and major other major online book places like the book depository and lifebook also mm -hmm. if you come to willowing.org you'll find information about lifebook 2018 all right thank you so much thank and thank you, you so much okay. for being here i really appreciate it
I loved doing that interview so much. What struck me are a couple of things. One, I love that Tam had such attention to taking care of her art students, to not leading them somewhere that may open something up where they don't have support. I just think that that's such an important piece for her as a teacher, and I hadn't really heard her talk about that on other interviews that she's done, so I really love that piece. And I absolutely loved hearing how her process informs the art and how it all came together, as well as how her process informs her personal life, like what she prioritizes, how she fits it into her life. I know most of my listeners out there work and have kids and have busy lives, and it's an important piece to balance how we manage all of that and also prioritize things in our life that are important to us, like creativity, and then how that's a process that goes back and forth between the different parts of our lives. How if we fulfill this one part, then it's a positive effect on all the other parts. Remember that you can always get the discount code on the show notes. This is episode 57, so it would be drlizhypnosis.com slash episode 57. There's always good stuff on the website over there, including a free hypnosis for you. There's actually a couple. It usually says fear and anxiety, but when you go to the thank you page, it's a couple of hypnosis files that you can download. So please feel free to subscribe to the newsletter and do that, as well as check out Tam's stuff at willowing.org. She has an absolutely beautiful website. Like I just sit there and look at the images sometimes (laughs) because I love her art so much. So check out both of those and have a wonderful week, people. Peace. If you like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like, or even better, tell a friend so that more and more people learn about hypnosis and how it can be helpful for them. If you want to know more about me, head over to drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. You can see the downloads and see if there's one that's helpful for your life. Or you could also join the newsletter and get a couple of free files, as well as lots of good content. I've written a newsletter for well over 10 years. Go ahead and subscribe and join the rest of the world. All right, people. Have a wonderful week.